0: Welcome to hot off the shelves hi book lovers welcome to another episode of hot off the shelves and i'm cara i'm sonali
1: and welcome first off happy new year
0: yeah i cannot believe it's 2023 finally i feel like we've been awaiting this for a long time
1: yes you know i was talking with my partner the other day like 2020 was obviously memorable in a sense that like everything was open and by the end of the year everything was shut down and come 2022 everything was still shut down i mean things were opening up a lot already but it was still pretty much shut down and then by the end of 2022 everything is open so definitely oh, you mean, by the end of 2021 no two because, like, at the end of 2021, things were opening up, but not everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, at least I didn't feel like everything was open. Like, by the end of 2022, just, you know, a few days ago, mm-hmm. it's like everything is open. Because I feel like at the end of 2021, yes, things are still op- things are opening, but there's still a lot of, like, curbside pickup only. Everybody was wearing masks still. People are still a little you know afraid and there was a lot of like precaution precautions all around but by the end of 2022 it just feels like everybody's like huh ah, i'm good yeah i mean i feel
0: like a lot of people are just tired but i do know people that um like are still wearing masks and also like at my job at one of my jobs i have to wear masks all the time so i think some some things might just stay like it was in 2020.
1: Yeah. I would say, though, because now that I'm working remote most of the time, I haven't gotten sick, which is a plus. Because I feel like around this time, like December to about March, I usually get a cold Um, because I guess, you know, w- well, one, rapid weather change. And then two, like, I guess I'm just not um good with the cold in general. So... Uh, but this year, I haven't gotten sick, so I'm pretty glad of that.
0: Yeah, I did get sick, actually, but it wasn't COVID. It was just like a cold and sinus infection and stuff. Okay. So, my, as my brother would say, at least it's not COVID. Anything's better than
1: that. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about anything, but yes, yeah. Well, anyway, guys, we are in 2023. We're going to start off with our pockets with two books that we're individually reading so mine is called nunchuck city by brian Asman, and what is yours Nolly? it's a young adult book it's called cooking on
0: high that's the english title and i actually read it in spanish and the spanish title is very different it's um el ingrediente secreto de emoni santiago which means the secret ingredient of emoni santiago
1: that's really cool that you can still read in Spanish because I, well, one, I never learned Spanish, so obviously I'm not going to know. And uh, it's just really hard for me to le- try to speak Spanish or learn Spanish, even though the grammar makes sense. Like the pronunciation was hard, especially when you have to roll your R's. Like I can never do that. I will try and it just sounds like a little toddler trying to speak and yeah just not working for me but how is that like why did you choose to read it in spanish
0: um i think i so i've been learning spanish for like many many years probably since i was a freshman in high school so it's been what like 16 years and um i've read one fiction book in spanish from start to finish but It was a few years ago and that was the first one i've read like a whole book otherwise i had read like short stories in school but i kind of wanted something different and i do like to read but i wasn't really motivated to read otherwise so i thought like reading a book in spanish would give me like another goal to work towards and it was actually surprisingly hard to find books like, fiction books in Spanish that were, like, not translated to Spanish, and also that weren't, like, classics. Like, I didn't really want to read, like, Gabriel Garcia Marquez or Isabel Allende because I know they're, like, amazing authors, and um, they have some really amazing works of literature, but I wanted something more, like, ordinary, like, you know, modern life, and I felt like whatever I searched I kept looking for like Spanish fiction and I kept getting like Isabel Allende and I was like I just want something a little bit more like about like regular people and so this book it's about like a regular girl and it's not originally in Spanish but it is by a Dominican American author and so it's kind of Spanglish and the version I read was translated to Spanish, but the author like has some of that um, like cultural knowledge and everything already in there. So it's not like it's like Harry Potter or something translated to Spanish. It's actually like an author who is la- Latina and um, and the girl she she's part of her story is like getting to know her heritage and who she is. So I thought that was really cool how like I think that's one of my favorite things about reading young adult books is they're like getting to know themselves and um who they are and where they come from and then
1: communicating that to everyone else. I see. Um just out of curiosity, did you reach out to like maybe native Spanish uh, Spaniards or native, you know, uh oh, people who speak Spanish since they were native Spanish speakers all uh, like the authors that they enjoy? Or did you just like Google like Spanish books? I did just
0: Google Spanish books. I tried asking like a few friends, but none of them read. So they didn't really have any ideas for me. Mm. Um, one or two people suggested things like Don Quixote or something, which is also just another classic. And... Again, I was hoping for something more, like, modern. Mm -hmm. So I chose to do something a little different. And I think there are other works of fiction that are more modern. But the other few that I looked at, um, they were just a little bit more advanced than where I'm at. Like, I think if if I'm trying to read... Like, imagine if you were trying to read, like... um, shakespeare or something in spanish like the vocabulary is just really different and so like some of these books that i was looking at like one of them was really existentialist and i feel like even in english it might have been like hard to understand because it was so like abstract and i i was really confused i just read like the first chapter and i was like i'm not really sure what's happening and i feel like even in english i might be a little confused but in spanish it was like doubly confusing Okay. So this book, it's like it's not like that. It's just like a regular story, but it is like translated to Spanish.
1: That's interesting. And folks, if you haven't followed us in a long time, this is your first time um listening to our own podcast. We talk about books all the time, different authors, different backgrounds. So, you know, give us a subscribe, uh, keep in tune, keep up for the updates. We're pretty active. Anyway, back to the book. So what can you go into a little bit more detail with the plot what is it about
0: um so the main character her name's amoni santiago and she is 17 she has a two-year-old daughter and she's not with the the father of the daughter anymore so they've separated but they're still co-parenting and she lives with her grandma in philadelphia and her her family's from Puerto Rico, but she's always lived with her grandma. Her mom died when she was a baby, and her dad moved back to Puerto Rico soon afterwards. And she's kind of, like, distant from him. So it's basically, like, her grandma's her only family that she's really close to. And she she's attending this school. It's kind of like an alternative high school. And she's not very, she doesn't feel very confident about studying or anything. She, she says she learns in a different way and she has to concentrate a lot more to get like okay grades, but she, she does okay. And she has this opportunity to enroll in a culinary arts class in her high school and that's like the one class she's ever been excited about so that's kind of like the turning point of this book she gets to learn how to like operate in a chef environment and it's a big learning curve for her because she's used to just like making whatever she wants at in her house she watches a lot of like food network and she loves to experiment but she's not used to following directions so that's like one thing that she has a lot of trouble with at first because she's like she tries to add like unique spices to her dishes and her teacher tells her like you can't just add whatever you want you have to follow the recipe and she's just like really not used to that so that's like one twist and then there are a lot of relationships that she has throughout the book that change so I thought that was really cool because like I think a lot of books the main character is the one who changes and then like everyone else might like stay the same or vice versa like maybe everyone else changes but she stays the same and in this book you see everyone has like multiple dimensions and um her relationship with her grandma changes she has like a kind of romantic relationship that's really sweet and um really interesting and there's just a lot of like stereotypes that get challenged in this book and I think that's another reason um I I wanted to read it because I'd heard a lot about this author on Instagram and YouTube because um I do follow a lot of like BIPOC authors and she's someone who a lot of people like because she she is Dominican American and she She writes a lot of, like, from, like, the perspective of, like, marginalized people a lot of the time. So she has another book called Clap When You Land. And it's, like, it's a different story, but it's also about, like, a bisexual young woman who uh, is going back to the Dominican Republic and, like, getting to know that side of her heritage. So I think like, things like that are really interesting to me with this, like, you know, dual cultural identity. And this character, she's so, like, multi dimensional. Like, she is Puerto Rican, but she's also a mom. She's also a student. She's also a cook. And, and then she has this, like, boyfriend... And you get to see there are so many different sides of her, and she's not just like one of any of those things.
1: Okay, that's kind of neat. Um, so, what part of um, I guess the uh, the Puerto Rican cultural aspect come into t- play, like? Well, her dad
0: still lives on the island, and um, her dad is kind of like a social justice um fanatic kind of that's like the one thing he's like really passionate about to the point where like i think she gets the feeling that she doesn't care she gets the feeling that he doesn't really care about her that he just calls her sometimes but his mind is really elsewhere mm-hmm. like all he cares about is justice and she feels kind of abandoned um but she says it is the one reason that she knows how to Read well, like he kind of like gave her this like, um, like when she was a kid, he would instead of reading like kids' stories, he would read like, um, you know, like social justice theorists, and so she knows that like he has re- really strong ethics and morals, and um, that's what gives him passion, and he's a barber on the island in Puerto Rico. So she she's also like inspired by all of this when she makes food and one of her other relatives um I think it's her mom's sister. So her mom died when she was a kid, but and she's never met the mom's family, like she's never met the mom's sister or anything, but she started emailing the mom's sister her aunt and they exchange recipes back and forth so the aunt sends her like one recipe and Imoni sends another recipe and they kind of keep going back and forth and sharing like their love of cooking and wisdom and um and it's kind of like a fusion between like Puerto Rican and like local food and you just, you get, it reminds me kind of of, like, Water for Chocolate, if you've ever read that, where um there's this sense of
1: magic in food. So food is, like, a big part of this book.
0: Yeah. And right, because
1: she's also a chef, so that makes sense. um
0: And it's kind of, like, she's, she's not just making food, she's, like, putting, like, emotion and love and all of these like magic magical things and it's not a fantasy book at all but it just it it feels almost like it's it's inspired by that book which makes sense because like Water for Chocolate is a really classic um Mexican book oh okay and so if you haven't read that it's um it involves these sisters and one of them loves to cook and She puts, like, actual emotions unintentionally into the food. So if she's really sad when she's cooking, then everyone who's eating it starts crying because they also feel sad. So she's, like, transferring emotions to her food. And Emoni's, like, able to create something magical when she's cooking. And people start to really see that when they start tasting the creation she makes and a lot of times they're like really interesting things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise like she makes um a chocolate dish but she adds like cayenne pepper to it or something and it's something that you would never
1: expect but it's really it just makes you think okay so but back to your current book um what are some of the recipes that that is revealed in the book if any
0: Oh I think uh, towards the end of the book she had a recipe for when you're feeling lonely and I think it's a type of bread made with beer so you use like I think like two bottles of beer and flour and she says it's something that'll make you feel a little bit
1: less alone. Oh okay cool. And then what would you say is like like the biggest takeaway of the book? I think that um
0: that you can overcome any obstacles. Cause I think she she definitely had many, many obstacles in her life, but she had such a strong sense of who she was that even when people either questioned her or didn't treat her very well. She just kept doing what she wanted to do. And and there were times when she had to sacrifice. Like she couldn't do what she wanted to do, but she just kept going. And eventually she got the courage to say like, "Okay, I know what I want and I don't know if people will accept it and I'm not ready to tell them yet but I'm ready to take the next step and that's kind of where the book leads off like ends Mm -hmm. and so we don't really know what's next for her but we have like a lot of like hope because it seems like she is starting something new she's like at the beginning of a new beginning and then also like she's kind of inspiring other people around her to find their own beginnings like her grandma is not necessarily inspired by her but her grandma's also starting like a new possible romantic relationship and um all of these like little magical things are happening around her
1: Sounds like this book could be a, an adult book and also a YA.
0: Well, I think it's young adult, mainly just because she's a high school student.
1: and, But you said earlier she has a child?
0: Yeah, she's 17. I think she's a senior in high school, but she has a two-year-old. Gotcha. Okay. Um, And I think she's dealing with a lot of the questions that many young adults deal with like um like what do I want to do for my career and um what happens when like I'm being bullied in school or when I feel really different from everyone and I think that's a reason why like I like young adult books because they're dealing with all these like really complicated difficult questions that And they deal with it so much better than a lot of us adults deal with sometimes, but they're able to like navigate all of this. And, um, and sometimes it feels like inspiring because like, if they can get through all this, like we should be able to deal with whatever we're confronted with too. Mm -hmm.
1: What part of the book would you say is like most parallel to your life? Uh, I'm not sure.
0: Um, I'm not sure there's, like, a real parallel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, I think the cultural, um, like, the dual cultural identity would probably be the one thing. Because there are times when she... She's in Philadelphia, and I think she grew up in Philadelphia, but she also has this, like, Puerto Rican heritage and identity and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, and she can't really... I think there's other books where, like, there's, like, a conflict between those two. But in this book, it doesn't feel like there's a
1: conflict. It just feels like she's both. How does the author achieve that for you to think that, oh, it's both, like, it feels like, Like, there's no conflict, and then that uh, that she's both identity harmoniously.
0: So, actually, in her cooking class, she has this opportunity to go to Spain, and and she's never been, like... I think there are other books where the main character is, like, ashamed of their... um, their heritage or something she's never been like that but um i think when she goes to spain she's kind of excited to go to a new place because she's never really traveled anywhere and she's not sure what to expect at all but um she she learns to like really like this like new culture and everything and some of this music that her grandma listens to the people in spain are also listening to so there's just this like connection there and she she also sees this monument so remember how i said like her dad is obsessed with like social justice and everything and when she's in spain she sees this monument and she feels like it's um it's something that her dad would be really offended by and she just, like, sits there for a while and thinking... And she thinks about, like, how unfair all of this is. And she really, like... She just, like, sits there with that thought. And she doesn't really, like... I think it, it's a time where she understands her dad a little bit better. and um, And later, her dad does actually come visit and he tells her that it's not that he because she felt like he had abandoned her because um because he didn't like want to take care of her or something and she was the problem but he tells her that actually wasn't the reason the reason was she reminded him of her mom and that was just, like, too much to deal with. So, he left. That's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, it's, like, things like that. Like, relationships are being repaired. And um, they might never be, like... Things might never go back to, like, totally normal. And she'll never, like, re regain the lost time but like they'll be able to like create new memories and um and he can get to know the daughter and she's also made plans to go see the aunt who lives in Florida because they've only emailed so far I don't think they've ever met actually
1: okay would you recommend this book to other people
0: yeah I think um the author Elizabeth Acevedo she's Uh, done a really good job of creating like multi-dimensional well-rounded characters and um, if you're interested in like Latin American authors or young adult books I think this is a really high quality piece okay so that was my book and I was really excited that I actually read a whole Spanish book from start to finish and I learned a lot of like new words in the process especially a lot related to cooking like how to say boil and how to say like slice versus dice and things like that Um, but on the other hand yours was very very different Um, and you said you picked this book because it you saw it in the airport which sounds like an interesting story
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, that is an amazing feat that you read your whole book in Spanish. Um, I. I know, like I know another language too, and then like I can read a little bit, but I was only like I only have like third grade education in that language, so I don't really know how to read well. But so that's pretty cool that you can read the whole book in Spanish. Um, that said. Um, Uh, Yes, I picked up my book. So it's called Nunchuck City by Brian Asman. Um, I don't remember where I was coming back from. Um, I really don't remember. But it was at San Diego Airport. And I was at a bookstore. Or maybe I was going there. And then I just needed like like a book. Something. I don't remember. And um, um, I was at the bookstore. And I was just... Browsing around, and I don't normally buy books because I, to me, like I have you know the library at, at my disposal, and especially since I used to work at the library, it just makes more sense for me to just borrow from the library. So, but then I didn't have a book with me, and then I didn't really want to just like read books on my phone, and so I was just browsing, and then um, I saw this like section of like local authors, so I was like, oh, cool, let me read, see what is there. And there's this book called Nunchuck City. It's a, um, it's a red cover, and um, uh, the cover has these two hands holding nunchuck, and so I was like, huh, interesting. So I read the hypnosis. and it was talking about like, like the ex ninja Nick who wants to open a drive to fondue restaurant with his friend Rondo, Um, at the same time, there's like weird ninja gangsters um that kidnapped the town mayor and now um this main character nick is like okay i gotta bring back my ninja suits and you know kind of relive my ninja life and yeah so it's, it's just a very action-packed book i would say um and um at some point oh so Oh, first thing is, I didn't finish the book, unfortunately. Um, it has taken me a really long time to get through this book, even though um, the, it's not like a hard book or a long book, but it's just that the plot is like so ridiculous. But it, from
0: what I know of you, it sounds like you love like ridiculous stories.
1: I do love ridiculous stories, but this book is like to another Level okay. First off, let me say a few good things about this book. Brian Asman is amazing as his sentence structure and in his witty, uh, witty humor and witty words. Because when you read through the book, you do feel like you're looking through an action movie. You know, like like explosion, pow, punch, throw something, car accident. Like it does feel like that because of the way that he, uh, he did his sentence structures. So, that's amazing. Um, and then the humor is pretty cool, too. The humor is, like, corny as hell. and uh, But it's funny to to read through. But just the plot line. Okay, so pretty much kind of what I said earlier, we have our main character, Nick, uh, who is a ex-ninja. Um, we So, from where I am, I'm about, like, halfway through. So, we kind of get to see his backstory a tiny bit. Um... Uh, Supposedly, I guess he killed or he was responsible for the death of his dojo master, um, who happens to be the father of his ex girlfriend, Kana. So that's another choice, I guess. And then, so he pretty much was like, I'm gonna leave that behind. Uh, I'm gonna start over so he came to this town called Turbo City. Yes, also the names in this books are ridiculous. Um, the town is called Turbo City and you know, he was just selling food on the street and they're like, um, on, and he was selling fondue in front of this one restaurant that Rondo was working at. At the time, they're not friends. And then Rondo, uh, the restaurant owner, he was like, hey, you can't be selling food in front of my restaurant. But then he ended up trying the next fondue, and then next thing you know, he's like, whoa, this is amazing. And then somehow along the way, next thing you know, now uh, they are going to open up this restaurant called Fondudes Because, you know, <laughs> two guys... And they're like fondue, fondudes. yeah, that's and a pretty
0: cool name.
1: I know it's actually pretty funny. Um, so so then Nick's mission right now is to get his business license, um, uh, f- uh, signed by the mayor. So that's that's this uh, his sole mission at the moment, I guess. So this book is written in third person point of view. So like there are multiple stories going on. It's not just from the eyes of Nick. It's not just from the, uh, it's not just a third person following Nick either. It's, um, it's, there are like multiple storylines happening all at once. It For some reason, it brings
0: back memories of the, you know, the anime show, The Ways of the House Husband. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it gave you that vibe
1: too. Um, I don't think so. Cause that one was just, that one was ridiculous. Okay, you know what? Yeah, in a sense, it is the same in a way that, like, like they're both ridiculous and it is really fun to read through. Uh, but I feel like the way of how husband plotline kind of makes more sense tiny bit. But at the same time, like, they're just so over the top. Yeah, so um, as I was saying, like, Nick is going to get his um, business license signed, right? Like, that's literally his only mission at the moment. So when he was... So at around the same time, there's this, like, ninja... I forgot his name, but we're just going to call him Ninja Gangster Boss uh, (laughs) because, you know, these are thugs and terrorists. I don't even know how you would call them or how you would refer them, so we're just going to call him Ninja Gangster uh, Boss. So this Ninja Gangster group is, like, terrorizing different towns, different dojo masters, um, and they came to Turbo City, and they beat down this... One of the uh, dojo master who is like self taught, and 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 on the day that Nick is going to get his uh thing sign business license signed, they kidnapped the mayor, and I guess like the ninja gangster wanted to be a a uh, dictator, um and you know ninja gangster boss is actually a Silicon Valley tech who wanted to become a ninja, and then like the uh, Nick's dojo master who passed away i guess this late late dojo master didn't really want to teach him or take him in but this dude was like willing to pay so much money and then the dojo master and the dojo um itself needed you know uh money so they're like fine apparently they used to call him monkey because he's like dumb anyhow this well this gangster uh, boss became against her boss, and now terrorizing pretty much everywhere. And and then so the mayor got kidnapped, and then Nick is like, "Oh no, I need this license sign. I need to rescue the mayor now because if I don't get this business license sign, I can't open the restaurant. And then Randall is gonna be so disappointed." That's then,
0: funny that that's all he cares about his business license. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like you literally there was an explosion you literally got almost died killed in explosion and you're like i must get this side so and then there's this uh ex-girlfriend of nick that showed up um and uh, at this time like Nick doesn't know who was against gangster boss yet right like and I kind of kind of explained to him can like kind of like work with me and then he was like no I don't I was responsible for your father's death I told him gave him my word um uh, but then kind of was like no like you're gonna have to worry but then he was like uh and, but then they end up working together because guess what his business license and on top of that um I guess now okay so on top of that um Another ridiculous part of this book is that the town Turbo City, oh I guess the city Turbo City is um, um, run by not the mayor. Maybe it's kind of just like the face of Turbo City, but it really ran by like these people underground who, uh, like these individuals. And then one of the character name is like Chuck Boner, which I don't know why you name a character Chuck Boner. He does sound like a Chad like a fuck boy funny. it is very funny but yeah so that this like ridiculousness and then there was one chapter where like they uh the people downstairs uh i forgot what her name was um oh Lakshmi Laksh- Lakshmi um uh, i'm pretty sure i'm in, butchering the name like Lakshmi is like kind of like the brain of like the the operative like the town the city operative and then there's like a few others with her and she, with chuck boner one of them and then chuck boner and her are like a thing and then uh at some point there's like like they were like having they were like having sex or doing sexual things at the meeting and it's like this the your city is being Being terrorized, and I guess you have this. It's kind of like you know that action movie where, like, like James Bond, right? Like where everything is going on. Does that one sexy? Yeah, that's that's what it feels like. But anyway, her boyfriend Chuck Boner is kind of like, it's kind of like um, um. Wait, actually, it is Chad Boner, maybe not Chuck Boner. Yeah, um, yeah, Chad like he. At first, Lakshmi thought that he was like dumb. It's kind of just like this fuckboy that doesn't really know what to think. But then she found out that he's actually really smart. And he was just like, What can I say? I just like grabbing ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So that. So he was
0: pretending to be dumb?
1: Uh, I guess so. oh like, Oh, she just never asked. And then he really likes her and then he loves how smart she is. So he's just like, Okay. You do whatever you want to do. Oh,
0: how cute. Yeah. I guess that's romantic when your lover pretends to be dumb,
1: so you feel smart. I guess if that's what you're into, that's <laughs> what you're into. <laughs> yeah, and of course, like, there's there's that romance. And that the other romance is, you know, Nick and Kana, who is like, oh, I used to feel something for you. I still remember the things that you used to do. But we can't. We can't cost as long yet because... The mayor is kidnapped and you need your business license sign. And it's like hmm, priorities. F- yes, priorities. So anyway, where I'm at, the mayor is being held in a blimp and um uh and Nick, the main character, and his ex Canna are trying to go there. And of course there's uh ninja gangsters that are coming left and right on motorcycles, trying to throw things at them and, and trying to prevent them from um from reaching to the blame, I guess.
0: So this story just keeps getting crazier with
1: every sentence you say. That's what the book is. So I think on one hand, I'm like, this book is taking me a long time to like read because the plot is just so ridiculous. But I will say that it is very action-y. It feels like you're reading an action book. Uh, and it feels like you're watching an action movie. So I, I do uh, applaud Nick for, uh, sorry, I do applaud Brian Asman for um, for his creativity. And um, the cool thing is, so, like I said, he was in, he's in uh, San Diego. He's a local author. And then he also does, like, book, uh, other books and comics and film. So I kind of read through, um, like, some of the stuff that he does. So, like, he has this, uh, I think... I wanna say this is a book as well or maybe a comic. No, it's a book. Uh, it's called Return of the Living Elves. Living Elves. Yes. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then like like there's um there's just like random uh like comics out there. But it seems like he his style is very much into into like action. I want to say, like, kind of like the 90s action, where it's, you know, like, well, I don't know. What era was like, oh, what decade is like really into kung fu and. I feel like
0: people are still into that.
1: I know, but like.
0: But also because we have so many like superhero movies. and Yeah,
1: like now is like the superhero time. But, you know, think about like the time like Karate Kid was like such a big thing. or like all the uh, Bruce Lee references. I feel like that maybe like the 90s and the like early 2000s. I kind of feel like this book um, is a reflection of that.
0: Mm. Okay. But I feel like a lot of people consider those classics. So they might be fans of this too. I think now consider classics. I feel like, yeah, because I I hear so many people like still referencing those movies. It's kind of like they consider those like,
1: you know, the golden comedy or. I guess it kind of like Rush Hour. Like by the way, Rush Hour Four is coming out. So. Wow. Uh, okay. I know, and then. Um, like yesterday during our New Year's Eve dinner, we were like, oh, yeah, Rush Hour 4 is coming out. I love all the Rush Hour. Even the Rush Hour itself is, like, kind of ridiculous, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like – because you also like Webtoons, so does this feel, like, similar to a Webtoon? I could definitely see this being turned into a Webtoon. Um, I don't know – the only, yeah, I could definitely see it. I feel like with the web too, you probably will be able to put more plot, like, detailed plot in it, Um, but, but, you know what, it's still going to be a ridiculous web too The plot is just crazy as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, like, the book came with this um, um, bookmark, which is, his bookmark, it has his, like, social and his website. And then uh, it's a mutated media. Mm-hmm. And what's on the what's the zombie? I think. Oh, I don't okay. Know. The zombie. He, he He's has... wearing a hat. Yeah, wearing a hat like uh with a skull on it, and then his eyes are just like uneven and red. Yeah. So the... and there's another thing that he it was that came with the book actually. Uh, it was a sticker. It's a Nunchuck City sticker. That is really cool. Yeah, so I didn't really know anything about the book, obviously, when I got it, and I was just like, "Okay, this looks interesting. Why not?" And then uh, it's also autographed by him, so which is really cool. Yeah, I feel like
0: he, his like style reminds me of like guys that we went to high school with. Like, I feel like they could have written something like this.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I would say that his... I, uh, well, maybe they could write, like, more YA version of it because this is very much an adult fiction. I don't think this is, like, a YA book.
0: But, I mean, if you think about it, we... I feel like we're young adults, but we're actually, like, late 20s, early 30s, so we're pretty much adults now.
1: <laughs> that is true, yeah. Yeah, but I... I definitely said that he has a very refined writing and uh, it's a it's a style. It's definitely a distinct style, and it you know makes me feel like I'm walking through an action movie, like wow, mm-hmm. ninja, ninja stars. Yeah,
0: cause like, I've seen some other ridiculous, um, anime shows. Like, have you seen that one? It's called The Devil Is a Part Timer. No. Um, The devil kind of comes to Earth, and he has to get a part-time job. And it's just, like, it's really weird, because they have to think about bills, and they open their fridge, and there's nothing in the fridge. So they have to figure out how to buy food and groceries and everything. But they're not used to working, because they're devil.
1: (laughs) Who did the devil piss off so much that they have to come back to Earth and then work as a human? I don't really know the backstory, because I only... I only saw like part of the first episode, but
0: it seems like, you know, s- stories like that are like a lot of times the most like hilarious just because they're so absurd. Like nothing like that would ever happen in real life. Yeah. And it's just like something especially when the rest of the world is crazy, you need something that's like even crazier and something that would never happen. Mm-hmm. And it just like it helps you feel it, it gives you perspective, I guess. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. This is just a very ridiculous book. And, oh, I get, Oh, actually, you know what? I guess at the end of the book, they it also featured the backup story, Curse of the Ninja by Lucas Magnum. So, I have yet to finish the book, like I said. But maybe I'll actually finish the book. Um... Who knows? Who knows? Uh, But he has written quite a bit, and then he does comics, so I'm excited about that.
0: Do you feel like you're, like, enjoying
1: it, though, or you're just, like,
0: confused?
1: I'm confused. I, like, I don't know, because, like, on one hand, I enjoy it in the sense that, like, I am watching an action movie, right? And at the same time, like, the plot, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm -hmm. What is this? Who is this person? Well, not rather, who is this person? Like, like, you know, when I said uh, the people that are controlling the city is not the mayor, but like, the the people who are working underground, I'm like, who are these people? Where did these people come from? Because, like, most of the time, I feel like characters are kind of introduced early on, right, uh, from the beginning. Even if they just kind of uh, uh, show up as, like, a very small character. But, like, but it's about, like, maybe a third way in, and then we get to see the scene of, like, these people who are controlling the city, and I'm like who are these people? What are they doing? And why are they being weird? So, but I guess that's the beauty of this book. Um, It's just, you know, all ridiculousness. And then, um, I have fun reading it in a sense that like, like, it's like watching an action movie and it's so ridiculous. But I don't know if, like, I'm like thoroughly enjoying it, I would say. Um, like it's confusing. That's the, that's the thing. It's confusing. There's some part where I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. But then there's some part um, where I'm like, oh, that's actually a pretty good way to write this. But most of the time, just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah.
0: I was reading some reviews earlier because we were looking at what um, Amazon reviewers had to say about it, and a lot of them were saying like, like one person was saying they were laughing so hard. That their son and their dogs had to come see if everything was okay. <laughs> and then other people were saying they were laughing so hard they had tears, like, rolling down their face.
1: Yeah. So
0: it sounds like a lot of people just l-
1: love how funny it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the way house has been, like, you mentioned, you know, like so ridiculous that, like, people just love it or, or just get confused. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think... I think I like shows like that sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes because it it's so weird that like no matter what's going on in your life, just seems like, you know, trivial. Yeah. Because like compared to like if the devil was actually coming down and like working at McDonald's or something, I feel like we'd have other things (laughs) to worry about. And but it's it's not like a crisis mm-hmm. mode. It's like written in like a funny way. So like it's just something like so different from normal life that you're like, okay, well my problems are like nothing compared to
1: theirs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I will finish the book. It's just gonna take me a little while. So I'm gonna have to update you in the next podcast, uh in the next episode, the, how it ends and then like what I think about it. But it has taken me a little while and also i have gotten a little busy with like the holidays i think we all have gotten busy like i know you have uh, a lot of work and then i just have um well a lot of i guess going back and forth between uh, my families and then you know just the holiday stuff in general so Mm -hmm. yeah Um, well
0: i feel like if i could read a book in spanish you could probably finish Right. Hey, hey,
1: you learned Spanish since, like, what? It's high school or middle school?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, high school.
1: Yeah, so you have a lot of practice, okay? That's not a fair <laughs> comparison.
0: <laughs> um, I am... I did start this other book on audio, and um, I was telling Carla, like, I had this, like, dream, like, this vision that I would listen to this book while I was cleaning and um, and I didn't feel like cleaning so I didn't really read the book which <laughs> is like a major fail but um, and like there were times when I did like put the book on and I was cleaning but then I wasn't really able to concentrate and and then I had a copy of the actual book also Uh so I thought like maybe I could catch up on the parts that I missed because I was cleaning and I couldn't really focus on what was happening so then I started pulling up the actual like book version because they're both on my iPad and and I was like okay I clearly wasn't I thought I was like kind of paying attention but I clearly wasn't getting like 75% 75% of it because there were, like, so many things that I, like, totally missed. Oh. So maybe cleaning and listening
1: isn't the best idea. Yeah, no, I – I don't know, yeah. I do notice that I only really listen to books if I'm driving. But I haven't really been doing that lately. But when I used to listen to audiobooks a lot more, I would do it when I'm driving. It keeps my mind off things. Um but i try i sometimes wonder if i well actually one time i tried to listen to it when i was like exercising but then i'm just like oh only one chapter has passed yeah like, only this has passed That's the same thing when like, i listening to music when i'm um when i'm running i'm like oh only one song like only three and a half minutes have gone by and i'm already this tired so yeah and then sometimes
0: if it's not a book that I'm like really really into, then I just associate it with, like the thing that I don't really want to do. So then both things
1: like take extra motivation. Yeah. Um. Now that we've talked about our, both our books, okay. What do you have any like reading resolutions for this? You know, twenty twenty three. Um. I hadn't really thought about it actually. I. I
0: think it would be nice to read more in Spanish. Um, And I think I'm just going to probably just keep reading for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, The book I was talking about, the one I was trying to read while I was cleaning, and that was unsuccessful. um, I do really want to finish that, even if I don't read it while I'm cleaning. Um, But it's called The Unhoneymooners. Okay. And... I think it's popular on like you know all the booktube channels and everything so um i think like people have probably heard about it but as far as i know i haven't really gotten into too much of the plot but as far as i understand so far it's about a a woman who her sister-in-law was supposed to go on a honeymoon with her new husband but like, one of them gets sick, so now this main character has to go on the honeymoon instead. That's... And it's, like, awkward, but, yeah. like, there might be, like, some
1: interesting relationships. I mean, did she really have to go on the honeymoon instead? I mean, couldn't they just, like, do something else? I don't know. That does sound really awkward.
0: Yeah, but it's it's funny because in the few pages that I've read so far she says she's like the unluckiest person in the world and she just she starts with like this story about how when she was six years old she got stuck in one of those what are those things called where like you win stuffed animals
1: carnivals um
0: no but like the actual machine like where you um you have to hit a certain button and if you hit the right button a claw machine yeah, so she gets stuck in one of the claw machines while how she's trying to get a toy. How
1: do you How you get How you have to be like like uh, how do Wait, well, is she she's a grown woman, right? No, at the time she was 6. Okay, okay, five. Yeah. So
0: she tries to crawl in to get the toy that's not coming out and she ends up inside of the glass box that holds all the toys and um she can't get out also because the owners of the arcade don't have the keys for the <laughs> machines so oh they god. have to call the manufacturers oh god. and so she's like that was the first time then after that and then she just lists like all of these things that happened to her like she's like when I was 16 I was struck by lightning oh my god and <laughs> and so in case you don't believe her like she's actually really unlucky she's never won anything um,
1: the claw machine was like her <laughs> first clue
0: so like I have a feeling I'm not sure but I have a feeling that this like honeymoon trip is kind of like possibly something lucky that she's getting for once mm-hmm. but we'll see is it actually lucky or is it like another unfortunate
1: thing stay in tune and maybe maybe some ninjas will pop up and then and they will kidnap the the groom, uh the brother-in-law away Who knows? But mm-hmm. that, yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, as for me, um, I have new exciting things coming up. So one, definitely, you know, I I want to be more consistent with the podcast, and then two is, um, I'm actually opening up a book used bookstore. Um, so it's gonna be called T M Bookstore. Um, and pretty much all the books that are in the bookstore go, uh well, some proceeds does go to the public library well setting a public library so um maybe a few other libraries um and it's not ready to be opened yet but it's gonna probably be launched in the next few months so i'm excited and it's gonna have like like um like a book box subscription to it we'll see how it goes but uh, i'm starting that very soon so definitely an exciting you know venture and the cool thing is like like the some of the proceeds does go to the public library because I used to work at the public library and um, I know that they well, they need funding. Oh, I especially setting a public library once. So um, that aside, yeah, I'm probably gonna read try to read more books and then or maybe I don't know, like at least finish Not Chuck City. Yeah,
0: is there a specific genre that you want to get into
1: or get mm-hmm. more? into you know I so I was on Instagram um the other day and I was just like kind of reading through uh like book talk and the library memes and uh I believe this is the librarian um by the by the name of like the librarian meme I think she's a pretty popular um librarian um Instagrammer and uh, she says something on the lines of like, like every year she tries to get into uh, a book that makes her feel uncomfortable. So, or rather that she doesn't really read as much. Um, so, you know, I think that's probably uh, what I would try to do too. Cause I thought that was kind of neat. Like she's like, yeah, I try to f- like pick up a book that I don't normally read or I don't normally feel comfortable reading, but I read through it cause that's how you learn. So I'm probably would try to do that at least like one book of something that i don't normally read and i feel like there are so many things that i don't normally read anyway so um i'm gonna have to figure out what that is i don't have a specific title in my mind yet but i just thought how it was really neat of her to do that and i'm like i want to do that for myself
0: yeah i do love that idea reading something that makes you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. or that you don't usually read i think those are two different things but um But for me, something I don't usually read would be like science fiction. Yeah. And it's also a genre I'm not always totally comfortable with because um, because I don't know as much about science, I guess. And I I have this like, I don't know, fear that like reading science fiction might be like something that I don't really understand. And I don't know if that's actually true, but it's like, I guess, like uh, like a mental block or something
1: that Mm -hmm. I have. I can see that. Yeah. For me, it would be, um, well, there's some drama. Like, I think when it comes to people, uh, books with people, books that feature people with disability, like mental disabilities, sometimes I try to avoid it just because, um, I have a brother who has a mental disability and I don't know, kind of felt too real sometimes. So I try to avoid that. But maybe I'll do that or, um, Oh, I just read. Oh, I don't. I tend not to read that many fantasy, so maybe I would do that. Yeah. Oh, romance. No, I do read romance actually. I do read quite a bit of romance and of drama, and then um, I don't. I haven't really read that many sci-fi lately, but I have read before. So I would say um, maybe some some contemporary fiction that feature people with mental disabilities and. Um, and fantasy are probably what I and And also nonfiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a few nonfiction that I have in my collection. Like one is called Learning Python. And it's a thick book. And I still have not finished it. I see it on the
0: bookshelf, actually. I know.
1: So. Yeah. So anyway, folks, that is all. Thank you for listening. Um, Happy New Year. You know, you guys take care. I know Um, this is just the beginning of well we're in january so this is the beginning of the year and people are like so excited about their resolution but really try to like take care of yourself that's all we could ask for um don't try to force yourself to like drastic change do it um slowly um do it habitually and i'm sure you will get there with whatever your goals are and yeah and we're gonna be more consistent with this season i'm excited uh, we changed a few things with the way our podcast works, so that's super exciting for me at least. And then, um, you know, hopefully I will uh, keep you guys updated with how the Nunchuck City works or finish next time. It is so ridiculous that I'm sure I'm sure it will be interesting. But you know what? This year it has a lot of unknowns. I don't like your book, and we don't know where it's going to take us, where it's going to be, but I'm excited, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, um, make
0: sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening and follow us on Instagram at Hot Off The Shelves and Facebook.